Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Hi, welcome to the Bechdel cast. My name is Jamie. My name's Caitlin. And this is our podcast about how women are portrayed in movies. It sure is. And uh, we use the Bechdel test, Mm -hmm. which let's lay it out for you. It's based on a test invented by author Alison Bechdel. It is uh, a test that you have to put up. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) I'm doing so well. Uh, (laughs) There has to be a scene in the thing you're watching that has two women in it, preferably with names. We say with names. With names. With names. Assertive. Okay. And they are talking about something that is not a man that's all it takes that's all it takes but wouldn't you know it a lot of movies don't pass the Bechdel test uh yeah no yeah it's it's too bad it's a damn shame it's a goddamn shame it's a goddamn shame however uh it's the world we live in and I'm okay how are you (laughs) I'm doing pretty well I'm about to crack open a, a small bottle of Chardonnay. I didn't have time and to not get just Mike's any. Heart. Oh no, I'm sorry. It's late. Well, know. I'll be the drunk one on this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just any Chardonnay. It's Crane Lake Chardonnay, and it comes in a plastic bottle. <laughs> I'm sorry. As someone who's drank wine out of plastic bottles plenty of times, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to seem relatable. You know, I'm not one of these fancy glass bottle drinking. Caitlin's usually drinking out of a glass bottle. Yeah. While I'm drinking my mic's hard, trying to trying to keep it real. Yeah. You're in Hollywood elite. You're out in another. <laughs> it's just not today. I'm I'm with the the proletariat class. I'm triggered with my plastic bottle that I will recycle. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back to her. <laughs> Anyway, so we talk about movies, specifically about the portrayal of women in the movies, and we have a guest every episode. Today is no different. No, nor will it ever be. I'm so excited for our guest today. (laughs) She has her own podcast. Whoa. Boy, does she. Called Ya Booze, Ya News, where she and her co-hosts get very drunk and then 
say the news, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of fun. And she's a comedian, and she's very funny. Georgia Brooks! Welcome! Hi! Hi! <laughs> Thanks for being here. Oh Hi. my god, Thanks for having me. I can't wait to talk about boys together. That's what we're doing, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah we're just yeah. going to talk about boys. Who do you have a crush on? Oh my god. I don't even want to talk about it right now. <laughs> I have a rough week. It's oh, fine. No. If you're going to talk about your rough week, we're going to have to change the subject to boys. <laughs> right? <laughs> sorry. Um, sorry. This is this podcast, uh, ooh, never. Well, exchanges pass the Bechdel test. Yeah. Well, that's like our intro, basically, of... Hi, I'm Jamie. Hi, I'm Caitlin. We did it. True. We have names. We're not. We're talking about women. Yeah, we're talking two about ourselves, really. I'm Caitlin. I'm Jamie. Very self-involved version. And then version you talk about a movie. So it's like the whole podcast passes back to... Pretty. Although sometimes we do spend There's a lot of time talking movies. about Alfred Molina. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> we got an audible Aristotle laugh. Yay! I think Alfred Molina actually... Okay, to transition into the movie we're talking about today... I'm surprised Alfred Molina was not in this movie. Honestly, yeah. I think that this he would have been a good fit. I love seeing Alfred Molina in a vest. This is a very vest-heavy movie. Mm-hmm. I love seeing Alfred Molina playing two-type, not against type. I don't like to see him challenge himself. I'm yeah. Googling who you're talking about, by the way. Oh, my gosh. He's the beefcake. Oh, that... oh my God. I just saw him in an episode of Shetland. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, I have to watch it. I think that I need to like lock myself in my home and watch everything he's ever been in and uh, and come out a new person, come out a guru. But Alfred Malia, uh, unfortunately, is not in this movie. But... It seems like he could be. It totally seems <laughs> like he is. He would be a great fit I'm for this I'm so movie. glad I looked it up so I could talk. <laughs> <laughs> he aesthetically, now I'm thinking about it, he aesthetically works very well for, can we say it? The, the Mummy! 1999, Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm. That one. The roller coaster movie. Yes. yes, if you've ever been to Universal Studios. Yeah. Can it's I just run. say, I like told my boyfriend, I was like, I got to watch uh, George of the Jungle this week. And then 10 minutes later, I messaged him being like, I meant the mummy. I have to watch the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> I totally Same forgot. Oh, right. Because Brendan Fraser's in George of the Jungle. I think that's the Only first movie one, I ever saw him in. Not George of the Jungle 2. Oh. I got confused. <laughs> There's a, someone who is just as handsome and bad as him. Did you know that? Alfred Molina is a series regular in Angie Tribeca? <laughs> no, did I know? did not. <laughs> I didn't either. I haven't seen Looks Angie like... Tribeca. Now I gotta watch it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew he was on Feud. I didn't. Are we know still he talking about Angie Tribeca? <laughs> if we could, I honestly wouldn't mind if we if we talked about boys the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I love talking about boys, especially when boys are Alfred Molina. <laughs> also, can I say like, I know this is controversial, but Brandon Fraser. Rewatching the movie, and by rewatching, I mean I honestly, once I started watching The Mummy mm-hmm. yesterday, I was like, "Oh, I haven't seen this before." <laughs> oh, perfect! I had never seen this movie. I didn't know that I hadn't seen it because probably because I was thinking about George of the Jungle. Could I thought be. I'd seen it because I'd been on the roller coaster so many times, <laughs> and that's true. Because there's a video of Brendan Fraser in character that used to be at the end of the roller coaster. Oh. It's the only thing that is uh, the only like video tie-in that's better than the Brendan Fraser saying at the end of the ride whoa that was pretty crazy anyways remember to unbuckle your seatbelts like that was literally what the video was <laughs> little fact that's still his only gig <laughs> yeah he still gets royalties from that roller coaster <laughs> video but the only one that's better if you're listening at home is look up the bill paxton rest in paradise 
Twister experience video. It's not a ride that exists anymore. It's literally one of those like Hollywood things where you go in and you just watch a set from Twister blow shit around. And then at the end, there's a video of Bill Paxton saying, wow, the majesty of nature. Check out Twister. It came out in 1997. <laughs> this ride existed as recently as five years ago. Where? Uh, in Florida. It was like, I think it was like, <laughs> yeah, like Universal Studios in Florida. I mean, this is the second movie we've done now that has had a, um, a ride, a ride roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys do Pirates of the we Caribbean? Sure did. We sure did. We're going to do the Country Bears. <laughs> We're going to do. Are you guys going to do Song of the South anytime? Oh, no. <laughs> that is a roller coaster movie. And it's like my favorite roller coaster. I know. And like, it's problematic it? on Little yeah, Mountain. Isn't that the Splash one that's Mountain. so yeah. racist? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, let's so not racist. change it. Let's not change it. I'm sure someday we'll also do um, Jurassic Park. I would love to oh, do a Jurassic yeah. Park Yeah, the Jurassic Park raft ride is fun. <laughs> I love it. Well, there's a place called Paramount Canada's Wonderland, and I bet they've got a lot of rides based on movies that you guys just don't know are rides. Oh. <sighs> what about what? Tomb Raider? There's a Tomb Raider ride? Mm-hmm. Oh. No way. Yeah. I would almost... got to go to Canada. <laughs> I would almost prefer that to The Mummy. Well, I don't know. There's don't also uh, the, mummy. the one with... The guy who jumped on the couch. Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he's in the new Mummy movie. Yeah. What's the What's the movie? Top Gun. There's a Top Gun ride there, too. No way. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. this rules. That yeah. kicks the shit out of the Twister ride. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even a ride. You just stared at it. Oh, wait. Here's another good time. This is a roller coaster podcast now. <laughs> I love, and my mom, I've never seen my mom more excited then to go on the Aerosmith roller coaster in Orlando, Florida, for some reason, the Disney Corporation took it upon itself. You know who needs to be adapted into a roller coaster? The band Aerosmith. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. <laughs> they're, it's, they're a great band. They're from, they're from my hometown, for crying out loud. Love they're from Brockton? They're, no, well, they're from, they're from, from Boston. Boston. <laughs> okay. um, so my mom, like, she'd, she used to be a, a roadie for the Beaver Brown band. She was their, their their road sled or whatever she did. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know exactly what she did with the Beaver Brown Band. But let's, she let's call her right. <laughs> like uh, Jill, what was your affiliation? She doesn't like to talk about it. Ooh. So I think she was the road sled. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she she aspired to be the Aerosmith road sled. Never got there. We went to Disney World uh, when I was like twelve, and she all she wanted to do was go on the Aerosmith roller coaster, and was thrilled because when you're in the waiting area, because it's an in-demand roller coaster, there's lines. Uh, there's, How can that be true? But go on. <laughs> it's a great roller coaster. Okay, <laughs> but there, I was on it last year, and I was like, no, hold up. But there's a huge like you're waiting in like their studio, and then. All of Aerosmith acts in this short sketch, and they're so bad, and they're just like, "Oh my god, we got to get to tour the the venue. We got to get to the venue. Oh my get, god, <laughs> get us stretch. to the Greek or like whatever they're saying." <laughs> um, and Steve Tyler is there, and he's like, "Oh my god, guys, we're gonna be late." Hey, and then they point at me, and they say, "Hey, can you drive for us? We need some roadies." And my, my mom was like. Because she wanted to be ready ah, so like a bad. Subtle, uh. Yeah, <laughs> she was thrilled. Oh my god! This is the coaster cast. <laughs> wow. Anyway, the, the mummy, mummy was cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm you guys winded. hadn't seen it before. I think I saw it when it first came out uh, in '99, and then never again, except for today. 
and yesterday when I watched it twice. And, and then um, maybe never, never and then again for after sure this? sure never again after this. Oh. But is it time for the recap? Yeah. All right. Do, 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 re- you guys don't do that. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. Cut, cut a track right now. We'll oh. use it every single time. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, first, I feel like someone was like, hey, I really want to make an Indiana Jones movie, but I don't have the rights to Indiana Jones. But I want to make an Indiana Jones movie anyway. So I'm going to make this movie. And I'm not uh, going to care that it's very bad. Yeah, probably. I see. I can see that. It has such an, an a Jones feel. It has a, bit, a Jones, except like a real like a CVS brand Jones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I was like an up and up. That's so funny that you were thinking that though, because I was thinking, oh, this is like a better version of National Treasure, which is wow. just another version of Indiana Jones. I love National Treasure. I'm sure it would have, could have been a, a fine movie. Know who shines it's in not National for- Treasure? <laughs> Oh no, Manolo John Voight. Oh, oh, John Voight. What's the name of that guy you like? Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina. Right. Okay. Oh, I wish he was in National Treasure. <laughs> Another movie he'd fit in great. Well, he As- is in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Alfred Molina is. Oh yeah, he's in the, the good one. Uh, I'm sorry. Last I- Crusade is a very good one. Here is something if not the w- best one. Will oh, tweet at me hear- if you disagree. Will it shock you to hear I've never seen an Indiana Jones movie? <gasps> No, it won't. Sh- it does not shock I've me at all. I've seen National Treasure probably five times. <laughs> so you don't need to see Indiana Jones. Exactly. That's <laughs> oh like you get it. Just think of that, but better. But like, what if this is better? But I love. I, it's something I know and love. The seek the plot twist in National Treasure is daylight savings time. That's a great twist. <laughs> I love that twist. <laughs> I'm so glad I brought this wine because I need to get drunk immediately. Raiders of the Lost Ark probably is the better film, but. We all can agree that Indiana Jones and Last Crusade is a much more fun movie. And I'll leave That's it at that. That's a roller coaster, too. I know. It's a really fun one. It was a fun one. All right. Anyway, so this movie, oh God. Well, to quote Brendan Fraser's character, I got to rescue the damsel in distress, kill the bad guy, and save the world. I love that line. <laughs> I was like, boom, nailed it. Yeah. Nail on the head. Brendan, I have a lot of thoughts about. Brandon Fraser. I'm sure you're not surprised. I'm he, not surprised. He buys into my my new theory is that Brendan Fraser is ostensibly the rebound boyfriend of actors because you do not have to take him seriously. He's fun for two hours. <laughs> the second you hit two hours, he is not fun anymore, and you're like, I want to go home. And that's yeah. that is that's Brendan. Well, luckily, this movie clocks in at just over two hours, but ten minutes of that credits. is the credits. So yeah, mm-hmm. and by we're also end, distracted by a mummy. So it's like there you know, is a mummy. You're busy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got. Oh, the thing about him is like he. I forgot how hot he was, and when I saw, I was like, holy crap, he's so hot. But then by the end of the um... movie, you see like where you're like, he's just something off hot. You know what I mean? When his someone's eyes are like, wild. He's a CVS brand hot. This whole movie is a CVS brand. I like, I feel like if you called Brandon Fraser's name, he's got the kind of eyes where he'd like look over like a, like an egret. He'd be like, what? Like an emu ostrich. What am I thinking of? I'm thinking of a large bird. Mm. That's how I think of Brandon Fraser. Emu? I feel like Brendan Fraser could lay an egg. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what he's been doing lately. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if Brendan Fraser... So this is like, I laid an egg this morning. <laughs> I had cold brew coffee for the first time today. Oh. That's a, yeah, the I'm last like time I had cold brew coffee, I, I had a panic attack. 
I am. True story. I feel like I'm on the verge of a panic attack. <laughs> but let's let's ride this wave. Let's ride it. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's recap the story. We open in like ancient Egypt. Mm-hmm. What year is it? We don't know. Something BC. Something BC. I don't give a fuck if it's before Christ. <laughs> yeah, not interested. <laughs> let's leave this out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just to clarify, so in the beginning, when it's, like, the BC era, and then... So what's that chick? Is she, like, super special or something? She's the pharaoh's... Mistress. Wife or mistress? No, mistress. Mistress. Where's the... We don't know. Do we hear about the wife? I don't think so. If only they would talk about something together. (laughs) I know. (laughs) If only uh, women had a conversation. There's just one scene where those two would be... Right. But then she's having an affair with someone else. Right, so... so she right. loves somebody else. Which is this man. He's bald. And that's really... Honestly, I thought he was... When I first saw this movie, I thought it was Billy Zane. I was like, that guy's... That's Billy Zane. And then I rewatched it yesterday, and I was like, nope. Different Let's, man who looks just like him. Before we start to get bad reviews, we're not saying all bald men look alike. <laughs> I know that we, we've got to be aware do you know what was crazy? And I know we're still doing the plot, but <laughs> we the, haven't, we've hardly begun. But how like that <laughs> at the beginning, it's like that woman is like a, basically like a sex slave mistress. And then she's in love with someone and he loves her. And, and then yet that person who loves her and her become the villain. It's like, they should be the good guys. Yeah. I was a little bit confused about that too. Like, why are they the villains? They've had a shit time. I don't know. Anyways, flash um, forward. Also, the uh, to after Christ, the <laughs> the actress who plays the ancient Egyptian oh, yeah. lady, mm-hmm. her name is uh, Patricia Velasquez, who plays Marta on Arrested Development. Whoa! Which one's Marta on Arrested Development? She's the one that Michael is in love with. Yes. that dates Joe. Yes. Oh, that's yeah, fun. I like yeah. Marta. Yeah, I wanted them to make it. I know. Mm-hmm. Not her and Job, her and Michael. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they're ha- they have this like clandestine relationship and the Pharaoh finds out. So he's like, you're a bad man. I'm going to curse you. And I'm you're bald. Be- I'm in not, charge. Not really, though. Before he could curse him. Oh, the they, woman. They killed him. Well, the woman stabs herself and then they. But he, they killed the Pharaoh first. I don't remember. Who I don't cares? remember. But it's like, I'm just saying it doesn't really, it like didn't even, it's like, this is a, it, why is this movie hard to follow? Like it shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of questions that I feel like I would come up with the wrong plot. And I tried really hard to pay attention to this movie. It's a hard movie to pay attention to. And when I said who cares, I don't mean, I didn't mean to like dismiss you. I meant oh, to say know. this movie's stupid. Who cares what happens in it? I just wanted to clarify. Right. Yeah, all my fans are going to be really mad about it. <laughs> the Georgia heads are coming after you. No. <laughs> Brooks Nation is. The bottom line, the guy becomes a mummy. Mm-hmm. And they like and he, put him like, in a tomb and a sarcophagus. And they mummify him while he's alive. So he gets put in that thing when he's still alive, which is... You can, uh-uh. yeah. you can tell it's scary because his eyes are like, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and they Good cut acting. off his tongue. Which is right. a, which is a bad thing in the BC. How's he era. gonna go down on a woman? That's what they're saying. Right? With, <laughs> with air. <laughs> <laughs> is that not how you go down on a woman? Just gentle blowing. <laughs> I feel like if you had a nubbin of a tongue, you could still do it. Yeah, you'd have to like really get in there, but yeah, a little froggy. No, you would. What you have to do if you had a really little tongue? Hypothetically. Sure. I'm not saying I got it. I have a great tongue. Um, <laughs> but if you had a little tongue, I have an average sized tongue. 
I drive such a fancy hot car because I'm compensating for my tongue. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. My tongue. But maybe you'd, you'd have to, and everyone at home, please picture this happening to a vagina. Spread your mouth and suction on yep. <laughs> to get the tongue because you yeah. can't bring the tongue. The tongue has to be brought to. Yeah. Well, anyway, oh. so there's a curse. He's a oh, mummy yeah. or first something. Scene. First scene. We're then the we... <laughs> so then the, the future comes. Then the future but comes, still which the is past actually for the us. past. Because <laughs> it's 1920. It's is it 1920? Oh, did they tell it's us It's 1920, that? and then it like goes forward more. So I was guessing that was around 25 to 30. But right. the first one's in 1920, when oh. Brandon Fraser's still like... I only watched this movie once. <laughs> but, it's, but you know why I remember I'm... the years? It's because like, I'm obsessed with like Edwardian culture, which is like nineteen hundred and nineteen ten, and then right after that, and it, I got really the one thing I really liked about this movie mm-hmm. is like the era it took place in, and also her fashion. <laughs> her yeah, it's uh, yeah, she's she's a, she's a colonial gal mm-hmm. with and very the, thin eyebrows. I didn't even know that was Rachel I, Weiss. I wrote down triggered by eyebrows. <laughs> Eyebrows very distracting. I have no idea that was her because she has such like rich, luxurious eyebrows, and they're so overplucked in this movie because that was like the style of the time. That I did not know that that was Rachel Weisz until That's, I looked at IMDb. She has I pre- look. She has pregnant teenager eyebrows. Those are overplucked eyebrows are for pregnant teenagers <laughs> and people who don't know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> All the pregnant teenagers listening to the podcast, we're not trying to put you in a box. Right. Keep listening, no, you, and you know but what? Think well, about how you're your, your body, your choice. You're, but, I, but also, I mean, with the baby, but not with your eyebrows. Right. <laughs> and there's no excuse for bad So I should just IMDB this movie. IMDB. Right. Yeah, I didn't... Fa- it took... I, I have been trying to challenge myself to not Google things the second I want to Google them. Okay. Um, well, wait and shame me. Shaming Georgia. <laughs> no, but like when I was watching the movie earlier, I was like, I'm going to figure out who this actress is. I know her face, but yeah. his brows are distracting. And I, I didn't get it. I had mm-hmm. to look it up. Well, it's... Because uh... she looked hella familiar. And by the end of the movie, yeah. I was like, oh, I've seen her a buttload. Yeah. I think that's the technical term. Um, that's the unit of measurement that mm-hmm. I like to apply. Yeah. So then he gets arrested. Yeah. Brendan Fraser is like, I guess, a treasure hunter. And he like goes to this lost city, this city of the dead in Egypt. And there's these people who attack him. And he's like, no. And he gets arrested. And then no, intro Rachel Weisz as Evelyn and her brother. And they work at this like library of antiquities museum. Also in Egypt, she's a scholar. I forget why she found goes a map. to right. Oh, because her brother has He's this a like treasure seeker thing. Too. Yeah, and they find this map, and they're like, "This is the map to the city of the dead." So they go and they find. And they're like, "That's Brandon just a Fraser. myth." It's kind of like the scene in National Treasure where they steal the Constitution, and they're like, "There's a map on the back, and Whoa. it's uh, lemon juice." How did you find out what the? I, no, that's not right. They didn't hold it under a black light. I don't know what they did. It's basically like National Treasure. Right. Okay, continue. <laughs> anyway, they they pair up with Brandon Fraser and they're like, let's go to this place. They find the city. They go inside these catacombs. There's this sarcophagus. And then they're like, this, this is creepy. And then there's these other people who are also hunting for the treasure in this place. Yeah, in the 20s, everyone really wanted treasure. Everyone loved treasure back mm-hmm. then. Not so much now. There's like no no one's seeking wealth anymore, you know? Well, that's why I've made such a killing in the treasure business is because <laughs> it's an undersaturated profession right now. Right. I like to steal old paper and be like, it's a map. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then go to different countries and uh-huh. just fuck around. You're, you're very good at that. <laughs> yeah, too. thank you. 
Uh, anyway, so they release this mummy that's in this yeah. this tomb. It's because she reads from the book. And she, she finds Women this book of the dead. Women shouldn't read. Right, <laughs> that's the lesson Women here. Women be reading. No, oh, yeah, thank yeah. you. She reads from this book. It, like, awakens this bad mummy guy, and he keeps, like, sucking the life out of people until he's, like, regenerated. And his whole thing is he wants to be reunited with the woman that he loves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What? Oh my God! Aristotle. <laughs> we got fun. him to say something. Wait, what did you say? Anaxenamun. Is, yeah. that, the, is that her That's name? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Did you rewatch <laughs> the movie them. recently? You just remember. Okay. You just <laughs> wait. Do you love the mummy? Used to. Oh my That's God! <laughs> if you didn't hear him, he said he used to love it. Oh, I don't believe hell, it. I yes. believe you still do. How many times have you? And seen I feel it? like you've just been waiting to yell that. <laughs> You're like, they're going to get there. They're going to get there. <laughs> That's so funny. Anyway, so he what wants a, to be... What a twist for us. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> so this mommy guy wants to be reunited with his love, whose name is whatever. Who cares? And then he... So he's like, I'm going to take this one other lady in the story and use her as, like, the vessel to try to revive my mm-hmm. my beloved. And they're like, no, we can't let this happen. So they have to go find this other book that's going to kill him because he's immortal and he can't be killed by any mortal weapons. So they're like scrambling around and he's like unleashing all these plagues on the city and they're like, no, how do we do this? And then there's all these other mummies who come up and attack them and a bunch of people die. And then finally they find the book they need and they kill him. The end. And they fall in love. And, right. And, and Brandon and Evelyn. Evelyn fall in love. Yes. yes. Who, who saw that coming? Rick. I love that the hero of this Egyptian movie is Rick O'Connell. Uh-huh. Sounds like a neighbor I would have. Is that the brother? Uh, no. No, that's Brandon Fraser's Rick o- Or Rick O'Connor? Oh, Rick, o- Rick, O'Connor? Uh, Rick O'Connell. Rick O'Connell. But yeah, my name is the O'Connells. The guy who plays Benny, who is presumably an Egyptian character, is played by a guy named Kevin O'Connor. That must have been confusing. Probably a white guy. And oh. probably I, oh, another sure. example I mean, of Hollywood speaking whitewashing. Of Hollywood this whitewashing. This movie is very, very, very guilty of whitewashing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. If we're looking at it in a macro way, it's you know three white leads in a country of non-white people. All the villains are you know the slightly brown <laughs> slightly brown we d- i mean to the point I where you, they're just ethnically ambiguous right well the egyptian woman is played by uh, oh. patricia Val- and Velasquez. she's hispanic right yeah i mean okay. they were like anything <laughs> any pigment yeah yeah, yeah. Which, uh, and, but, you know, even the way that, like, like everyone who lives in Egypt who is not American or British is like, they're dumb or they're violent. And we're, we're here to talk about women, but, you know, worth yeah. addressing. Well, yeah. it's hard to talk about women with this movie. <laughs> There's it's only true. one. Uh, <laughs> we literally have to talk about other things. <laughs> I do have something I, I, I would like to address. Yeah. Please. It's very serious. So, the reason we're doing this episode is because there's a new mummy installment coming out starring mm-hmm. Hell not, yeah. not Brandon Fraser, but Tom Cruise. The guy who jumped on the couch. The lesser. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Usually when there's a new movie that, and they put a new person in, they don't pick someone who's the same age as the original dude. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, you just didn't cast him last time. Like, why? <laughs> Brandon Fraser uh, is, if nothing else, and he's a lot of things. He's a class act. 
Brian Fraser released a statement upon not being cast in the Mummy reboot and being bumped by Tom Cruise, and it's maybe the saddest thing. Oh my God, please! I've ever read in my life. Here's what Mr. Fraser had to say: "Quote, I am flattered, as Tom Cruise is a really big movie star. There were many movies made before the one that I was lucky to be a part of. Which, speaking in the sense of you know history of time, a lot of movies. <laughs> I am certain this one will be unique." I have met Tom before, and he is a nice guy. He will be great, and the film will be exciting. And get your tissues out. I will buy the ticket to watch it on the opening day. Imagine if Brendan Fraser had to pay for a ticket <laughs> to The Mummy. I think we should start a Kickstarter, get him a therapy dog, and a free ticket to The Mummy. Because this because Homeboy is... is torn up mm-hmm. he's torn up about it it's just sad because it's like he could use it you know he could use it and he shines i enjoyed him in looney tunes back in action in 2003 what's that movie he's in um <laughs> georgia the jungle yeah <laughs> yeah i want to see a reboot that you're in called georgia of the jungle so does everybody <laughs> hear that hollywood <laughs> but yeah let's talk about evelyn who I did not, I didn't even know her name until halfway through the movie. Evie. Yeah, same. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, Evelyn's a great name. Yeah. I remembered Evie because I was like, that's a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just, from the top, her, the way she's introduced, the way Evelyn what is introduced. What a goof, Bob. What a goof, right? She's putting books away in her library. What a weird introduction she, to this character. Yeah, because it doesn't even, she never looks that way again, like. She had glasses on, maybe, or something. She looked like a yeah. super nerd, and yeah. then that was the end of that. <laughs> and she's, like, super clumsy because, like, she's on this ladder trying to put these books away. And then Idiot. the ladder, like, somehow becomes suspended upright, and gravity stops existing for 30 seconds what? or so. What? What? And she's, like, it. kind of balancing on this ladder. And she's it's like, almost oh, like no. they're still. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she <laughs> finally tips over. And knocks like twenty bookcases down because yeah, the they're set library. up like dominoes. And then sh- this like mean guy comes in. and He's like, "You fix this. You you fix it." He's like, "Why are you? Why do I even hire you?" Yeah, you suck. And she does stand up for herself. She's like, "Because I can read ancient Egypt. I know what hieroglyphics are." And in the she most, said, that's exactly what she says. No, <laughs> well, I mean, it's like the most expository dialogue ever. I, I went to college, and I know. The pictures they made inside the triangles. And and the guy's like, you know what? Actually, it's because your parents had a lot of money. <laughs> oh, did he leave? say that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. I totally missed that. Poor little but rich girl. What, is what does she, she know, know about that? misery? <laughs> hey, Titanic check. Ding. The guy who plays Mr. Ismay is in this movie. Really? And the guy who plays another character whose name There's is... There's also that scene with uh, violent swimming that I was like, oh, no. The, the, oh, right, because the they, they go overboard. Right. Oh, yeah. There's that. Right. And mm-hmm. the guy who plays Captain Winston Havelock, who, like, pilots their plane back to the city. Oh, sure. Captain Winston the guy Winston who says, yeah, famous character, <laughs> Captain Winston Havelock. I cosplayed it, too. <laughs> <laughs> he plays the guy in Titanic who, after Jack, like, saves Rose on the back of the ship. And yeah. then everyone's like... Did he save her or was he trying to rape her? We don't know. And then he's like, no, I saved her. And he's like, well, the boy's a hero then. That that guy? guy? Yeah. That's a deep cut. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. You're right. (laughs) They're in both. He's in both. And then, yeah, Mr. Ismay plays on Dr. Allen. He's also in Chamberlain. 
And the mummy. doesn't he, the guy from Titanic and from this movie, he's also the bad guy in Jumanji. Ooh. Oh. I've never seen Jumanji. Is, oh, my God. Sorry. I There's think. a new sorry, Jumanji movie coming out. With Kevin Hart, right? Of course right? there is. Is there? I think <laughs> it's Kevin Hart and what's his name? The, the Rock. <gasps> okay, I'm back. <laughs> we, I mean, story, plot-wise, we have not yet gotten to the part with Brendan Fraser in a cage because I've been waiting. Oh, we, we just jumped right over that. Oh, we skipped Because he right got over. arrested for a reason that I can't decipher. We don't know. I'm not sure. Then he almost gets hung. <laughs> He's in a cage. He looks exactly like he looked. Well, in okay. Georgia the Jungle. Yes. I'm like, is that. Oh, is yeah. Because he's got long George? hair. Yeah. Long how long has hair. he been in the jail? We don't know. Um, oh, all right. Well, I, jungle amount of we time. Were, I was talking about how how Evelyn's character is introduced. Yeah, we haven't talked about her brother yet, either. Remember how her brother is introduced when she comes, like, into the room and then he pretends to be, like, a skeleton mummy? Yeah. <laughs> like, such a shitty brother move. He's, uh, and then t- I originally thought it was going to go in the direction of, like, this is her yeah. husband and like or her fiancé. I thought it was going to be somebody who liked her who was a shitbag, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then... I'm glad like, it ended up being her brother. Me too. Because mm-hmm. then we got to, like, we were like, oh, whatever. I just want a love story to be able to happen, and I don't want anything to get in the way of that. Like, I like that it was just her brother, so that he, there was nothing getting in the way of her and whatever his name is. Except their differences. Sure, but it's like, there wasn't like a, she gets mad at him because that guy told a lie, and it's like, fucking, forget it. I just want everyone to, like, be in love. I don't want any external opposing forces. Egypt is enough. Too close to, yeah, I mean, Egypt, we're already <laughs> in the trenches there. <laughs> In the sand, the sand trenches. Well, let's talk about how after she and her brother are introduced, they go to the cage that mm-hmm. Brandon Fraser is hanging out in because he's been arrested for whatever he's reason. Ration around, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. How long has he been in there? Because he is effectively feral when he <laughs> bursts into that cage. He's like, ah, like he's like screaming. I don't know, thrashing if- around, kissing. Hitting. Yeah, it wouldn't take that long to be come like that in a jail cell. I don't think. Probably not, in, especially if you're as 20s. untethered as Brendan Fraser. Right. Those eyes. But that's yeah. what I wanted to talk about. He just like kisses he's like, her. "Come here closer. I gotta tell you something." And then he kisses her, and we're like, "But she what? seems Why fine with it," which is like, "Well, uh, she liked it, but she, first, she's like, I didn't like it." Right. Yeah, she's like, written by a man who also read the GI Joe movies. Just. Uh, <laughs> keep things in perspective well i was like okay why did that happen why didn't anyone make that choice and then sh- she does like kind of push back a little bit she's like oh how, how dare you and then she keeps she's like you have bad manners mm-hmm. and and why why did you kiss me and he's oh like well it just i was about to be hanged it seemed like a good idea at the time and, and then, then the he next pulls thing- out a gun <laughs> that's okay i know you have a lot of he pulls out content. a gun well, he like slam after he says that line about like, oh, just I was in a cage, so you pretty much do whatever you want in a cage. Like he slaps down all of his artillery oh, yeah, 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 in yeah. front of her, and I'm just like, this is a weird choice. Uh, also, before he meets Evie, and even before he uh, kisses her, uh, he calls her a broad. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but he's who's, like, this, broad? who's this broad? Oh. She'll it's do. Or something. Yeah, she'll do. I was like, for, <laughs> that's actually historically accurate. For a fourth kiss? <laughs> for a for, she'll do for a fourth kiss. I'm George of the Jungle. Also, Brandon Fraser controversy. All, uh, all you Fraser heads out there, let me know what you think. I don't remember if Brandon Fraser has an Audi belly button or if the guy in George of the Jungle 2 has an Audi belly button. One of them has an Audi belly button. 
I hope it's Brendan because I have an Audi. The Audi community is very oppressed, especially in Hollywood. And yeah, is it even safe to say that on the air? That I don't even have one? maybe edit this out. Like Audi and Proudy is all I'm saying. So Brand, it's Brandon Fraser. Brand, right? Brendan. Oh, I'm gonna look up his tummy. <laughs> Brendan Fraser abs. So first of all, whenever you kiss someone without their permission, technically it's sexual assault. It's assault yeah. So that happened. And then there's this story beat where she's like kind of swooning over it. She's like in her when she's room. Drunk. Oh. No, like before that she's like she's in her room on the boat because mm-hmm. they're heading toward this city of the dead mm-hmm. and she's like trying to read and she's like so oh, yeah. hot and bothered. And then she's like oh come on girl it wasn't even that good of a kiss like clearly she's apparently thinking about this kiss well we saw the kiss and we know it wasn't that good so she must be in love yeah no that's not okay you're right i hear you especially because that i was like oh yeah this is so weird because it's always unacceptable obviously but if a villain character had done that I'd be like, oh, we're supposed to know he's a bad guy. He doesn't respect women. This is the hero of the movie. Right. Who pretty much in our introduction, Farrell Frazier bursts out, you know, he's foaming or whatever. And then and then he immediately assaults a man with his fist mm-hmm. and then a woman with his mouth. Right. And it's just it, it's just like, oh, yeah. This guy rules. Can't wait to go on the roller coaster. Like it's just weird. <laughs> well, and then yeah. the a couple minutes after that, whenever there the, there's this like public hanging ceremony where he's about to be hung, she's trying to barter with this guy who's like in charge oh, of yeah. hanging him, I guess. And then she's like, "I'll pay you a hundred pounds," and he's like, "No." I'm a lonely man. What else can you give me? And he puts his hand on her knee. Her knee and so she gets assaulted credit. twice in a row. But, but she again. negotiates. She gets she it does. done. She does. She gets I it done. And then she done. slaps his hand and then the whole crowd laughs, proving that women are funny. Which is <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> this was True. a groundbreaking movie yeah, for that reason. Yeah, it was groundbreaking. And it is, it is kind of cool that she saves him. Like, the uh, roles are reversed. When yeah. a woman good, saves the man. She's a good... With some except like getting too horny to read a book, um, <laughs> who hasn't? <laughs> right. I'm like I could think of an example of maybe a time that, that that has happened to me. But she's a pretty good character. But this is I think like symptomatic of blockbusters of you know Princess Leia because we see Evie in a very Leia style sex prison where she's like chained to the sarcophagus right. at the end and all that. And it's like we have one solid female protagonist, and the main problem is. A, all the male characters, and B, there's no one for her to talk to, which mm-hmm. I feel like is a problem we've come up on this podcast again and again and again. Yeah, it's like they had she had no cho- chance. There, she only could talk to those dudes, right? Because yeah. there was just no. And also, like, in, but to be those, fair, she chose that life of adventure, and most women don't do that. But at one point, she's like, "I'm not an adventurer. I'm a librarian." <laughs> and I'm just like, um, but, "Okay, cool." And then she passes out on him, and he doesn't. He knows that passed out means no. And I think that's he really know great. That too drunk to stand means no. No, and that's a great message. And instead for young men like Aristotle who were watching at the time. Yeah. Because he kisses the air. Because she's like, I'm going to kiss you. And then she passes out. And then and so he just like, he kisses the air because he knows he can't kiss her. And I that think would that's be great. Even more assault than he's already assaulted her. Well, right. what happened, what they were trying to show is that he was like, the bad boy and then she kind of like made him 
a good boy. <laughs> she fixed yeah. him. She fixed him. I think that that's impressive because I this is not a protagonist that jumped out to me as I could fix him. And I think I could fix almost everybody. Brendan, he's a wild... Sp- I wouldn't want to leash that Bengal tiger. You know what I mean? She also wasn't trying to fix him. It just happened. Do you know what I mean? That's she was like- very busy and very excited about all of the history around her. And she wasn't even trying to change She was him. horny for history, honestly. She was mm-hmm. horny for history. And he was... He was horny adjacent. Yeah. And she was like no woman he's ever met. Now I'm putting plot lines in that word. <laughs> she's not like, well, we don't even know if he's ever met a woman before. We've mm-hmm. never seen him in a scene with another woman. True. Right. She could be his first woman that he's met. Maybe. Now there's a movie. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Um, I'm thinking Ricky Gervais for, <laughs> for the lead. I wanted to talk a little bit about the scene on the boat <laughs> where one, while she does save Brendan Fraser from being hanged. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he has to go and save her because these bad guys on the boat who are like the guardians of the... Is that who they were? Lost city. Okay. They're just trying to keep that mummy in, right? I think. Cool. Yeah, so they come and attack and she gets saved by Brandon and then he's he like... throws her overboard. He, throw, he picks <laughs> her up, throws her into the water. Uh, what ocean like, would that man. have been? I don't think it was an ocean. They were on the a river. Sile? The Nile. The Nile. I think it was the Nile. I said the Nile. The Nile. The Nile. <laughs> the Nile. That's one. My mom went swimming in the Nile. Really? That's yeah. cool. Whoa. Let's go on an expedition and dig up some bones. That's what I call sex. <laughs> no. Going on an expedition. Dig up some dry bones. Digging up some bones. Wow. Sounds like you're doing you it wrong. You gotta lube up those bones. <laughs> but then I actually. Lube up those bones, Caitlin. I'm, sorry. I'm not digging them sick. up. I'm burying those bones. If you catch my You're casting men and burying their penises. I got it. <laughs> With my vagina. With your. Oh, whoa. So your vagina is the dog. <laughs> like a brute. Oh, okay. I, thought it was, I was thinking if your vagina is the shovel. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I guess so. <laughs> You know what's interesting about this movie? <laughs> so he keeps saving her with her, his muscles, and she mm-hmm. keeps saving him with her wit and knowledge. <laughs> True. Really perfect, forcing perfect, something. Perfect exchange what? between them is one of my favorites, where Brendan Fraser's character is insistent on being a fucking weird idiot, where she goes, you know your history. And he says, I know my treasure. <laughs> oh, Jesus. As Christ. if to double down on like... I'm a fucking idiot. (laughs) I'm not smart. Which I appreciate. I love Mm. when a man's like, guess what? I'm not smart. Yeah. I'm stupid. And it's like, you know, usually you're right. That brings me to the scene whenever they're trying to haggle with the guy who's selling them camels. And like, no, we only want four camels. Mm -hmm. And then Brendan Fraser's like, well, we could have gotten them for free. All you needed to do was give them your sister. Suggesting that Jonathan should have sold Evelyn I think to get it, the camel. I think even worse than that, that it was just Brennan making a joke, which is even worse. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even think he was real about that, but he Probably was just not. like, like, I hate when dudes make jokes. Yeah. <laughs> like, like men are, ba- are bad at comedy. They're so bad at comedy. Women are great at comedy. God. Men are bad. I These hate, are just the facts. I hate to come to Brennan's defense, but what a compliment to be worth four whole camels. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like most men would be like, oh, you know, like on the camel rating system, four is pretty high. Especially now, if you're like using the humps as measurement. Mm-hmm. For, like a That's eight humps. Humps. But women have a bunch of humps if we remember humps, from that song. Humps. <laughs> what a great album. Oh. So check it out. <laughs> I danced to that talent show. Crazy. I do it like on the daily. <laughs> you can't my see love, that. My I'm love, dancing. My love. 
Anyway, yes, true. Good How job, many camels Dan. are each of us worth? I'm a four camel girl. Trust me. Oh, wow. I've been with men who've tried to sell me for camels. <laughs> and he's like, I'll take no yeah, less than four cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take no less than four cigarettes for this one. <laughs> Not even speaking in cartons. <laughs> he's like, this is my girlfriend. If you give me four cigarettes, she's your girlfriend now. <laughs> I would never date a smoker, okay? I did once, actually. He gave I mean, me not shirt. to smoke shame everyone. God. We're going to get some emails about this. You guys are smoke uh, shamers. Listen, this is a really nice shirt that my only smoker boyfriend got me. So Worth it. What uh, is it? White Man Can't Jump? White Man Can't Jump. Cool. Yeah. I've never seen that movie. It's good. It's, yeah. good. it's a good movie, yeah. I'll check it out. I, he also gave me the check GD. It out. <laughs> I'll link you to his Facebook profile. Don't worry. Thank you. Yeah, shout out. As long as we're talking about boys still, I think the <laughs> podcast is going great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The next yeah. scene I wanted to bring up was Mr. Ismay, whose real character's name, we don't know, but we know him as Mr. Ismay from Mr. Titanic. Ismay. He's sort of with this other group of I think you Americans. Americans. They're the Americans. Right. Sorry, mm-hmm. I cut you off. No, <laughs> oh, I was just saying a line from Titanic. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> At the end of the first VHS, one of our favorite lines of the movie. Of course. And he is referring to Brendan and friends, and he's like, they're led by a woman. What does a woman know? Which is obviously to like show that these are the bad guys. Like we're right. Like we're not rooting for these guys. Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're bad and they say horrible things like that. And they're wrong. They're They're wrong. wrong. Because in the next scene, Evelyn says she's basically rattling off all the things she knows Mm -hmm. about hieroglyphs and the the legends and the mythology and all that. Everybody knows treasure. But she knows, she knows knowledge. history. She knows yes. knowledge. But then, she knows knowledge. Well, Beyonce first of all, knowledge. <laughs> oh, but, man. Sorry, so the problem is, like, he's like, they're led by a woman. What does a woman know? And then in a few scenes later, Brennan Fraser's like, he's talking to Evelyn. And he's like, why are you here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, because she's helping your expedition, you motherfucker. Well, and she does, I mean, almost at every opportunity she has to stand up for herself. Mm -hmm. He does stand up for herself, which is why I think she's a good character. She's always advocating for how smart she really does seem to be, even though it's not plot relevant very often. And she also is like, do you think she's a suffragette? It's around that time. Oh, Mm. maybe. I don't think she thinks she has the right to vote. And it's a damn shame. So while her, her strength is knowledge and she knows a lot about history, specifically ancient Egyptian history. But she seems to have some huge blind spots in her knowledge because She's she doesn't <laughs> because she doesn't know enough to not read from a book called The Book of the Dead. She was too horny. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what awakens the mummy. I like that. Oh, would you have known that? I mean, she doesn't believe in things she can't see. She said that's true. So she right. Oh, that is that true. That would, anything would come she of just, it. She, that, she, good point. Well, she wasn't superstitious. It's weird though because she is superstitious at certain parts of the movie, and then in other parts she's like, I don't believe it. And it, yeah, like she be- she's like, no, there's rumors that this city is t- real. She says that in the beginning, right. and then later and she's, she's like, like, if I don't see it, I don't believe it. And it's like, you've one must pick but the scene where she steals the book i loved because she steals it from this guy who's like drunk he passes out she takes the mr. book mr ismay mr oh, is that mr ismay yeah oh god i think he may get his headlines because, <laughs> um thank you that was for you uh 
And then she brings it over to Brendan, and Brendan's like, it seems like he's joking. He's like, don't read the book. Don't do yeah, it. they're flirting. Right. But then once she reads it and something bad happens, he's like, I told you not to read the book. And it's just like, <laughs> you were flirting with her. <laughs> you would have read it if you could read. He was, he was being manipulative. He's like, hey, I, to- I, she, I told her. I told her not to read the book. And she's like, I'm sorry. And mm. then, And then Mr. Ismay is like, in the right, even though he's like a, the dumb alcoholic, where right. he's like, "We told you not to read the book." Yeah, he's like, I Don't feel do like it. every dumb man in the scene ends up being right, and that's frustrating. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of like in this movie characters who should are the bad guys, but then they're the good guys, and then they're the bad guys. Like I feel like Depending there's a lot of mix. Scene, yeah. yeah, evil is, Which is fluid. You know, more like it's, real life. It, this is like basically evil, a documentary. Right? <laughs> Listen, we're like chef salads. There's a lot of good, a lot of bad just mixed in there. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think happens in The Mummy Returns? I think he comes back. <laughs> wait, Aristotle, have you seen it? Do you know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, not wait. only did he nod, he like gave this like, of course, oh, I've course seen, seen it. it. Stupid woman. <laughs> no. Oh, you bitches haven't seen The Mummy Returns? <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, if we're using, for a yardstick of a movie I have seen, The Return of Jafar, uh, <laughs> Jafar returns in that one. So yeah. one might assume that the, the mummy, mummy returns. returns. No, that Jafar returns. <laughs> <laughs> the mummy returns. I used to have a crush on Jafar. <laughs> I have to Jafar go. is hot. The <laughs> Which animal is Jafar? Jafar is the, <laughs> the evil, the evil uh, brother, uncle. No, that's in the Scar. Lion King, the vizier. Fuck, what? Who's just from Aladdin? Aladdin, Aladdin book. villain. The- gotta- <laughs> <laughs> you have said every Disney movie that's not Aladdin. Jafar, right? He's <laughs> Jafar. Is he the parrot? <laughs> no, he's the good he's cat, the- right? That's yeah, Raja. Raja. <laughs> I can't, I'm not kidding. Who the fuck <laughs> is Jafar? Oh, Jabar. it's the bad guy. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I don't know why I thought it was an animal. <laughs> I think we should start a podcast about straight-to-video sequels. You guys should do, like, mini-sows that are just sequels, and you don't mm. have a guest, maybe. Mm, not a bad idea. Get some quality time. Claimed, I claimed the copyright for that. But okay. You guys can have it, but okay. just always give me credit. Well, sure. <laughs> credit at the top. Right. The director of The Mummy, Stephen Summers, has an impressive resume if you were an aggro white dude who wants to be a lead in a movie. He wrote... Wrote? Um, Woof. He, he wrote uh, and directed The Mummy. Good for him. He, and he also wrote The Mummy Returns. Jury's out on what happened. He also wrote Revenge of the Mummy, The Ride. He wrote the roller coaster video. Whoa. I'm sorry, I he rode the roller coaster, too. I bet he is on the roller That's coaster. That's what I call sex. Riding the roller coaster. That one wasn't that one, as good. That, that one, one makes sense. No, but if it's like the mummy, there's fire and a jump scare and then you go backwards. Yeah, exactly. And Brendan Fraser. That's what sex is like. There's like a hologram of Brendan Fraser at the end of Brendan Fraser comes at the end and says, unbuckle your seatbelt. <laughs> That's um, exactly what sex with me is like. And then he wrote the mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. And then he also wrote G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. Oh, okay. He mixed it up there. <laughs> and Van Helsing, that really bad oh, one. Oh, yeah. The next scene I wanted to talk about was when here. <laughs> I'm here to keep this I was talking about a relevant test. thing. I know. I'm not, I'm not I'm suggesting you weren't. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You're doing great. Okay, what scene? So it's after they've unleashed the mummy. Uh-oh. But they go back to the city. 
I think Cairo, maybe. Yeah, probably. Good bet. <laughs> and they're in a hotel, I think. And they're like, all right, we're going to have to go back because we really fucked this up. So, we're going to have to go fix it. Brendan Fraser does not want Evelyn to go along. So he we're picks not- her up. Oh, yeah, and then he, he throws her on a bed and then he locks her in a room. <laughs> and mm-hmm. to be fair, she's very man. she's very angry about it and she's fighting back. She's like, I can't no, I want to go with you guys. Don't don't leave me here. But it was just like, come on, Brendan. You don't have to pick her up and hurl her Truth. across the room. But he had he and like had to her. trick her. There are so many scraps that Evie gets into in this movie. If someone would just let her hold a gun. She never that's holds a gun. Does she ever hold a gun? There's a scene where they're in like they're like around the campfire and like a noise happens. Okay. So he's like, "Hold this." And he shoves the rifle in her hands, but then but he comes back and, and gets it immediately. In most scenes, Brendan Fraser has two guns. <laughs> or more. He never gets one. Yeah, he's got a pouch full of weapons. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, talk about your gun theory. Okay. okay. So, yes. not, not a theory. These are facts. Oh, I love a gun theory. Um, fact. so I started counting the number of times where there's a scene in the movie where a character either pulls out a gun or the scene starts and guns are already drawn or are being fired Mm -hmm. and this this is just scenes so it's like not even the number of times this happens this is just scenes where this happens in so within a scene it could happen i feel like there are scenes where they put them away and they're like actually they come come back (laughs) out again so this is strictly just the scenes that this happens in it is i counted 21 scenes in the movie where characters like Hey, it's been seven seconds since I've drawn a gun. Better do it again. There's only 18 scenes in this movie. It's wild. (laughs) The joke is that weapons don't kill the mummy. So what the fuck? Exactly. That's true. They only kill each other with weapons. Man, it's like kind of like a metaphor. Once a gun is used to shoot a scarab beetle, once it's used to shoot the mirrors, to just tilt the mirror so that the light cap, they like the the reflections. Oh. So like guns are used. Yeah, it's like there's knives and forks. (laughs) The thing that really bummed me out about Evie was I was on her side. There was shitty. She was being assaulted all the time. But at least she had a character. She had a set of skills and knowledge. And, like, she was a capable female protagonist until, like, the last half hour where she's pretty effectively taken out of action until the end of the movie where she's, like... This is where, like, the damsel in distress line comes in, where she's taken by the bald guy, a.k.a. The mummy. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the mummy. (laughs) A a poor man's Billy Zane. This is called uh, the bald guy, and then the bald guy returns. (laughs) (laughs) Not to be confused with the bald women role. The bald guy, tomb of the dragon emperor. (laughs) Right, cool, because she's, like, strapped to a, a slab. She's See, like and Princess Leia. Like, she's put in a hot outfit and restrained. Yeah. Where was that outfit from? Right? I, I was that what she had underneath Forever her 21. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, did he just... They're like, we've got some... We've got a wardrobe in this pyramid. Like, right? Because it, it fit just so. But that that sucked. Like, yeah, watching totally. basically the whole climactic scene where she's literally in the center of the screen. Beside a dead woman. Beside a dead woman chained the first time able to participate we ever see like, two women uh, together one is dead and then brendan fraser who i cannot imagine was trained in any way for these fights because he just seems to be 
you know, flailing, flailing Fraser, <laughs> just lunging at probably like tennis balls on sticks that weren't real CGI mummies yet. And he's just like, huh. Um, we have all been there. She did kind of help save the thing because her dumb, dumb brother couldn't read the thing. Right. She and she shouted. was trying to tell him. She's like, what does it look like? A bird, a stork. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, it's this word. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, true. But she is in that moment still pretty helpless Passive and helpless um but i did at least she was doing I, I wrote that down too i'm like well at least she participated yeah, yeah she wasn't like forgetting way. all of her skill set for you know what i mean like when yeah. they just like negate the fact that she has any skills whatsoever for the sake of a uh, damsel in distress mm-hmm. yeah she does have skills i just hate that that they like like she should have saved him that should have been the twist well, because at the end, I and she maybe had like one hand free, and you know when that skeleton mummy hand grabs something, and oh, then the Brendan grabs the mummy hand, yeah. and I thought that she was gonna do like the final blow and would get the mummy, but she doesn't. Right. Brendan Fraser uh, takes a dead person's hand and does it. Right. Triggered. I mean, overall, the men in the story, which is ninety thousand percent of them, are. Overall, consumed by greed, and they mostly resort to violence. Whereas the one woman character who we see generally has integrity, and she provides a lot of information that's necessary for like the progression of the story. And she is kind of active in, I mean, like different things she does or different bits of information that she says lets the story move forward. She participates, right? She's she a participates. <laughs> Wow, we really lowered. (laughs) You know, it could be better. It could be worse. She doesn't have one of those moments that I always talk about and hate in summer blockbusters where the one female protagonist does something and goes, hmm, told you boys. Uh, Look what I can do. I just kicked something really hard and it broke. And then they're like, oh, we're so horny. Like, so that was good. She just did what she was good at and no one was like, oh, a girl could do that? What? What? Although there is a moment where um, this is after the mummy has like captured her and taken her and like he's bringing her back to the city of the dead and the mummy's like making this big sandstorm and the plane's flying into it and the (laughs) ball guys always be making sandstorms and the sandstorm is like overcoming the plane that there are all in that like Brendan Fraser and all those guys are in. And she's like, oh, my God, they're about to die. She's, You're going to kill them. So to distract the mummy, she goes up to him and it's like, oh, is she about to punch him? Is she about to kick him in the balls, like to make him oh, lose no. his concentration? Instead, she kisses him, which, like, I have conflicting feelings about because on one hand, I'm like, yes, I, too, whenever I can, try to use my sexuality to confuse and distract men. <laughs> but that's well, not but like, were you taught that from movies like the mummy probably <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe like i would have rather <laughs> i would have rather she had gone up to him and like punched him in the face or punched him in the dick but but yeah. she's really just that's doing what, what brandon fraser did she's uh, doing a a kiss is a stun gun right <gasps> yeah, yeah. she is doing <laughs> she yeah. learned that assault trick yeah from her future True. husband <laughs> So right. she can be taught. And then she and Brendan Fraser do share a consensual kiss at the very end. A little bit too long for me. I mean, and for her brother, he wasn't having it. All right. Because then he's like, maybe I should kiss this camel. <laughs> Which I think would have been a really groundbreaking moment for cinema had he kissed the camel. Agree. Well, right. Yeah, totally. Especially if that camel was a dude, which is what he exactly. clearly wanted the whole, the whole movie. Exactly. <laughs> 
yeah, that was implied. Oh, I really <laughs> hate that. I mean, it's like, why don't you just be gay and Can not make this a thing? It's <laughs> a very heteronormative movie. It's mm-hmm. like it's like Michelle and Gilmore Girls, the original run. It's yeah. like, let's just say Thank it. Thank God they why? did in the... I know, because it's just like, it's. It, after a while, if you have a gay character in the mix long enough and don't say it, it almost becomes worse. Like, we're just totally. like, why? Everyone else is fucking right and left. Like, let's acknowledge this character. Clearly, they're always hot. Let's let them fuck. Totally. talk about Thank it. Thank God he found his partner. Yes, Frederic. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to contribute to this conversation. It's I okay. have not seen that show. <laughs> oh, it's my I favorite show. Myself. I love that show so much. It's okay. my all-time favorite show. You have never seen any show. of the Indiana Jones movies, so we're eating. I was too busy watching Gilmore Girls probably almost as many times as I've seen The Jinx. <laughs> Okay, I have a question about the Bechdel test in this movie, Mm -hmm. tying Mm -hmm. all the themes together. Does this movie actually pass the Bechdel test because the two women fought each other for quite a long time in the tomb? I don't know how, I don't know if they even exchanged one word, but they were certainly fighting and it wasn't over a man, it was about being alive. Well, they're interacting, but because they're not speaking, by the rules, it, does it not, doesn't pass. There, at least there are two. I mean, congratulations to this movie for having two women in the same scene. Right. But that's, yeah, that's all we get out of this one. So, so no, it doesn't pass the test. I would say that it does not. Taylor, what's going on? What? <laughs> Am all I being weird? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think you're being fine, but I guess I don't hang out with you as oh. much, even though that's sad. I know. We keep trying to hang out. I keep texting you and you're like, I'm busy. Sorry. I love how Canadian your story was just now. (laughs) I wasn't going to point it out. What I appreciate. I'm being weird. Okay. I love it. Actually, okay. So let's just. Right. I thought maybe it passed the Bechdel test because she fought with the female mummy and that was quite a long time and that wasn't over a boy. But. Well, words are not exchanged, which is one of the caveats of the Bechdel test. I mean, they, but they, they got talk. so close, they just forgot to write lines. Right. They just, <laughs> maybe there was some dialogue and it just ended up on the cutting room floor. Yeah. But that was the only opportunity. There was literally no other women in the movie. Not even extras. I don't even... No. Like in the crowd That's scenes? One of those weird Hollywood movies where it's like, women don't exist here. Evie is Smurfette and we don't know. Yeah. We don't know how this world came to exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? It's crazy. How did they repopulate? Are they worms? No. Do you oh, think Return of Jafar passes the Bechdel test? <laughs> I would guess not. I does don't think Nala Aladdin talk does. to the, the mom? Again, we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. I, I don't think Aladdin does. Aladdin doesn't, I don't... Because she's the only girl, right? Except for, like, women in the streets. <laughs> yeah. the, the ones who are so horny for Aladdin, they're, like, pushing their tits together, and they're it's like, we love you. Yeah. But those are just creations of the genie. Those aren't even real women. <sighs> man so made not... creations. Oh, man. Do you think that on hey, the roller coaster the of the Return Jafar. of the Mummy, there it passes the Bechdel test? Like, do you think there's <laughs> women on that roller coaster, coaster talking there's about no, stuff? There's no women on the roller coaster. Except if we were on the roller coaster doing a live podcast, which, hey, let's do it, and that roller coaster could pass the Bechdel test. True. If we were not talking, if we weren't gossiping about boys on the Mummy roller coaster. Let's talk about politics. Also, female politicians. I know that history is not science, technology, or mathematics, or whatever the E stands for. Women in STEM, though. But I want to, I'm going to give it to her. I think that Evie is a woman in STEM. 
Cause like good for her. She's a well. She's a woman in well. Yeah, she's a woman know. in like Shem. No, but science she's, history. But isn't isn't like anthropology a type of science, like a social science? Ooh, it, yeah, archaeology okay, and anthropology. She's a woman in social science. It, yes, so it mm-hmm. counts. Yeah, well done. Totally well done. Mm-hmm. team effort. I was a doubter, but now I'm a believer. Yeah. Does anyone have any final thoughts about the movie that they want to share? I loved the j- return of Jafar. It <laughs> was a really fun movie. Unfortunately, it doesn't pass the Bechdel test. But in conclusion, Bren- uh, Farrell Fraser ruled. I love Brendan Fraser. I don't love Rick O'Connell. No, he's not. He's big character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I started yawning. <laughs> it's like it's not his best character for sure. No, no, he's got What's at least one two one? other characters. Yeah, George of the Jungle. He was in a movie called like Bedazzled or something, but he like isn't Bedazzled? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, let's rate the movie. I don't know. Out of what? <laughs> oh well, we it have a system. Very oh. prestigious, and it, you know it's prestigious when you pronounce it. Prestigious. A very prestigious rating scale okay. on a zero to five nipple scale. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, you've listened to an episode. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, so we rate the movie based on its portrayal of women on the nipple scale. Uh, I will go first. I will give it a two because Evelyn, just isolating her is not a terrible character. I don't especially like her i'm never going to be like oh my favorite character evelyn or anything like that Mm. she does contribute to this story generally pretty minimally but she is probably the smartest character definitely the most knowledgeable about the things that are happening in the movie and the history that's relevant to the story and everything like that but she like she keeps being tossed around by men she's being antagonized by men a lot of the time she has to be saved a bunch of times Although she does save Brendan Fraser a couple of times. But overall, because she's like the only woman that has any substantial screen time whatsoever, mm-hmm. it's just not great. Like, let's see more women. Let's give her more women. Let's, I don't know. And also, like, give her maybe a more cathartic moment at the end. Like, some, like a big, like, oh, Anything. I get to, yeah. In the like, last 40 minutes of the movie right. would be killer. Yeah. So, because of that, um, yeah, two nipples. They both belong to the young lady at the beginning the mistress um because i don't know if you can see her nipples or not but somebody but can. you have someone someone out there someone has someone's someone's probably seen <laughs> job <laughs> job saw those nips mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give it two nipples as well you pretty much said everything i thought about evie she's again as with all summer blockbusters she's a fine character there's just no one for her to talk to and she's assaulted several times which i think is a pretty consistent feature in uh blockbusters to this day mm-hmm. i'm gonna give my nipples to feral fraser uh <laughs> when he's wilder than they're probably usual. frothing those nipples they're, Ugh, are they're they okay <laughs> listen these nips are foamy <laughs> I give it two foamy nips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it... I honestly am just going to give it one nip because a movie... I didn't like the movie. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, Sorry that fair. we made you watch it. It's <laughs> not your fault. I said I would do it, and I did it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm giving one nipple simply for the outfits. Ooh. 
Um, and I guess I'll give it to the mummy because he's taken body parts anyway. So yeah, who knows how many nips he has? Yeah, just get he can go in his collection. He's like Ed Gein. Georgia, I would just say I would love if this was the point in the podcast where you're like, actually, I think I watched Georgia. Negate everything. (laughs) Oh man. I watched Return of the Far. Georgia watched George of the Jungle. Caitlin did watch The Mummy. Mm, which is good. Yeah. Mm, thank God. Uh, thank God it's God bless. Well, and yeah. Aristotle definitely watched Oh my the God, mummy. Aristotle. We need to address all of us. how much he loves That's The so Mummy. That's so funny. That he was shouted. literally the highlight of the yeah. pod. Yeah, and there was a lot of lo- highlights. Yeah, I've had a great time here today. Oh, this is a fun one. I literally had mm-hmm. the best time. This is going in the Hall of Fame. This yes. podcast gets five nipples because that's the amount of nipples we gave <gasps> thank it. Thank you. Oh, do you have another thing? Also, the Mummy Returns gave us the gift of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That's true. <gasps> that was his breakout role. Was it? Yeah. Oh, right. Because yeah. he was like oh. a, a pharaoh, a pharaoh, the a scorpion, scorpion king. king. Which Wait, that was Stephen Summer also wrote and directed. Uh, so this podcast gets five nipples. There's five nipples at this table. I only have one nipple, <laughs> so it's all good. Yeah. I lost a nipple to frostbite. <laughs> <laughs> to froth bite. <laughs> We'll know in a few weeks if that was actually funny or not. <laughs> I, I, uh, I am it was. I'm I'm, I'm drunk <laughs> off of this plastic. Now you know how we wine. are on your boozy news, we get so wasted. <laughs> so quick. Well, hey, speaking of that, let's first of all Georgia, thank you so much for being here. My it's absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Where can people find you online? Yeah. Um, GeorgiaBrooks.com. Mm-hmm. Love it. It's my homepage. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and um, I'm also at Georgia Brooks on all the things. And um, I just... <laughs> are you still laughing at Frost? Is it Frost or did you think my audition was funny? I'm laughing because you said Frostbite. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank fucking God. I'm a little upset. I'm gonna... <laughs> I mean... Well, I couldn't have done it without you. It's true. It's Jamie, true. your we joke was, your your joke was, was so we funny. But then you heightened it. And, but you, oh, my God. It's like we yes-anded, kind we of. Yes-anded. Is that what that is? We, Please come see our improv team, <laughs> The Return of Jafar. <laughs> yeah, it's full of lions. <laughs> It's basically the Lion King. Our team is called the Return of Jafar, but we just show up and we watch the Lion King. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So your website. Um, oh yeah, and then download Yabuzia News. It's with me and Blake Wexler, and mm-hmm. Stephen Ray Morris is our producer, but he's like on it all the time he's talking. Great. And uh, we get really drunk, and then we do the news. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I listen to it. It's very funny. It's, it's a great way to get the news. The, it's such a depressing time right now. It's mm-hmm. literally the only thing I'm doing right now that I'm proud of. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Listen to that. Follow that. And and follow my cat. Follow your cat. Jojo the Sphinx. Yeah. Jojo underscore Sphinx. Sphinx. Because he's got no fur and he's got a sister named Sage. Ooh. I'm hooked. Yeah. I'm going to follow her right now. Please do. It's so worth your time. Okay. Well, I think we're going to come away from this better people. Yeah. Yeah. You okay, bud? (laughs) (laughs) I'm great. Georgia, thanks again. We'll have you back. This has been a blast. And Truly. Um, hey, bye. Bye. Bye.
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.